You're listening to Crossings Conversations from Church Divinity School of the Pacific, a show about leaders creating Christian community and sharing God's love. Welcome to Crossings Conversations. This is Greg Klubovitz of Learning Forte and on contract with Church Divinity School of the Pacific. Recently, we asked for stories about the impact of CDSP's innovative low-residence hybrid program. We heard about increased access and flexibility, rigorous theological and spiritual formation, and the power of learning both in the student's local context and connected to a tight-knit community of peers. Today, hear a portion of that conversation with a 2021 graduate, the Reverend Dr. Joel Munoz, curate at St. Francis in the Fields Episcopal Church in Zionsville, Indiana. He shared with us his experience, which enabled him to pursue studies while also serving as an educator and principal at a local middle school. We're grateful for his time with us. In a sentence or two, how would you describe the way the low-res formation at CDSP has impacted your life and ministry? Sure. Um, the low res program at CDSP um, gave me the um, tools that I needed, um, the background, the foundation that I needed in order to um, successfully go into um, ordained ministry in my current um, setting. It um, helped prepare me by giving me the background I needed, but also it connected me with leaders and mentors who I still um, connect with today um, as I have um, begun ministry at St. Francis in the Field in Zionsville, Indiana. What life and ministry circumstances led you to enroll in the low-res program at CDSP? I mean, you could have chose any options for seminary. Um, why the low-res program at CDSP? Well, at the time, um, I served as the principal of Lincoln Middle School in Indianapolis, Indiana. And so uh, I was not in a place where I could uproot and leave Indiana. Um, My uh, husband um, was also in a doctoral program here in Indiana. So we were both um, navigating uh, school while working full-time careers. And so when I came across the fact that I could complete this program in a low residential um, setting, um, it it, it was a perfect fit. Um, It allowed me to continue to do the the work in my school community while still maintaining um, a connection with my church community um, here in Indianapolis within my diocese, while then also um, continuing with my educational studies and then allowing at home personally for my husband and I to um, both attend school um, from uh, while maintaining residence in Indianapolis. So would you consider yourself multivocational or multi-site ministry leader? Yeah, no, I would definitely consider myself a bivocational uh, leader, um, serving both in the congregation, but also continuing to serve in the K-12 um, setting in public education in Indiana. In what way do you see the educational experience you had with CDSP intersecting with with your identification as a bivocational person? Well, I, I think that um, in my um, journey at CDSP, um, there um, I, I think part of that formation that I received um, 
actually actually opened up the, the window for bivocational work um, in, in seeing how um, ministry it doesn't have to be done the, 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 the traditional way that we've known ministry to be. I could do ministry um, thinking outside the box while also continuing to serve um, the K-12 um, world of education here in my state. Was there a particular experience or even a story you could tell us um, that affirmed that? Yeah, um, I actually I took a course um, called the Gospel of the Masses at um, CDSP, and that course itself, um, between that course and also actually, um, it was providing spiritual care for um, the marginalized. Um, those in those two courses, um, it opened for me the world, uh, it just opened the world for me in, in a different way, in ways that I hadn't looked at it before and seen how um, the work we do in ministry um, goes beyond the four walls of the church and into the world in which we serve in. And that those two courses were um, foundational for me in the ministry that I'm doing now. For someone who's had such a, a, a strong professional background as yourself to then discern a call as you will to what you're doing now uh, how how did your understanding of that call and deepen in your your studies through the CDSP program yeah I, I would say that um, in my I, th I think it it's multi-layered from the standpoint of while being at CDSP I think my my way of understanding um, ministry and the work that I actually did at the time as a school leader, um, I was pushed and challenged to think in new ways and grow in new ways as to how ministry is is done in within the community, but then in ways that I could apply what I was learning in my program mm. uh, right then and there in the ministry I was doing serving my uh, school community. Um, so I, I think from, from that standpoint, um, it, it really did challenge me to, to, to grow. And it wasn't one of these, here's a theory and we're going to just think about it, but we're gonna, I was going to go uh, as soon as I finished my, my course, the, my readings, I, I was applying it as I worked with uh, the families, the students, the community, the faculty of, of the school. Mm. That's been one of my favorite things to hear from folks. Um, has been how your context and your community became a direct learning lab or practicum for what you were engaging in the classroom. Was there a particular experience that you had where that was true? Yep. Um, I, I would say what's, what's interesting, I took a, a course um, it's called um, White Supremacy in the Bible. And at the time, I was also uh, leading a book study with my faculty uh, as a professional development. We were reading uh, Dr. Kendi's book, um, How to Be an Anti-Racist. And so seeing how um, both the, the work I was doing in, in seminary and the work I was doing in preparing um, our educators and growing them and challenging their thinking, how those two uh, came together and looking at 
just ethically the work that we do, the importance of the work we do, and and ensuring that we provided a a safe and an equitable learning environment for all students. Um, I mean, for me, it, it it just showed that you know we're not separating like this. This this is ministry. This is an important work that that we're doing within the community. And so you know, I think if I wouldn't have had this opportunity to uh, complete this high this this not this low resident program, you know, if I would have gone to a traditional seminary, I, I wouldn't have had th- th- this opportunity to have my community as, as that, that lab, as, as uh, you mentioned. I love it. I love it. And I mean, a side note, I mean, I, I can't think of a better intersection right now of someone with your gifts holding the work you're doing in the church with education. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know the dynamics of where you are, um, in that space, but I just wanted to take a moment to say, I'm grateful for that. How did your relationship on the other way, um, your relationship with your local communities impact your studies? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, well, I, I think for me, the, I, I have such, um, an involvement in my community. And so having that relationship where I had already built a relationship with, with my school community, with my faculty, of one of trust and one of um, of knowing that anything that I was going to bring to our staff is for the betterment of the services that we provide to our students and to help support our our, our educators. I think was was is huge. I served as the principal of a of a school of a middle school with about eleven 1, hundred students. Um, and it was, um, school, um, minority majority, um, 65% African American, um, 25% Latino. Um, we, rep- we represented a lot of different countries and languages, and, um, we had a large percentage of, of families, um, who were new to, to our country and, um, were navigating the school system for the first time in the U.S., I had a handful of students who came to the school during this time um, who had been in the detention centers, mm. um, were refugees and had been held at the detention centers at the border. Mm. Um, and I think that the where I was at was where I was called to be at the time for the work I was doing it, while also um, continuing my, my seminary studies. So it was... I was I was at at the right place to to do this important work in the community. This is where I would nerd out a little bit if this is more than just a CDSP conversation, and I would start talking about the intersections of those spaces more. Um, but that would be for a podcast potentially more so than for this. Because what I'm wondering is when it comes to that intersection of what you just talked about, I remember several years ago when the border crisis was particularly prominent in the news and whatnot, um, and I remember sending, sending some folks down to the board and they, them coming back with a renewed understanding of the story of Exodus and, and this, the, and the story of liberation and whatnot. And it was, I, I could imagine, oh, well, you, you doing the same sort of thing in your classroom and saying, okay, these are not just isolated narratives. These are not just trendy fables. These are ones that are actually located in a time of oppression. I think for, for us, it made it, so real um, because um, being a being the principal who was 
and, and I'm bilingual, um, so I would often help our registrar. And seeing the paperwork of, this, of the children who had been released and seeing how many days they had been detained at a detention center, mm-hmm. 70, 80, 90 days. And uh, here I am looking at uh, the face of a, of a 11-year-old, a 12-year-old who came unaccompanied um, to the U.S. And, and they're enrolling in schools just made it all so real at a different level, but also made the work that was being done even more important. And so you communicate that in a classroom setting and saying, this is, (laughs) you can preach all you want, but this is what matters. So next question, how has your theological education and practical ministry experience impacted, not just by your community, or this the the this academy, but what about the cohort of students that you're learning alongside? You've got folks from all over that are bringing in their various uh, learning labs and and contexts. How did that impact your studies? Um, I, I think that it it further enriched my studies for me personally um, because we you're right that's exactly right we were all um, in different parts of the U.S. in different settings. And um, we were able to connect and share, and um, we were doing different work, and that the work that we were sharing with, with each other um, challenged our, our thinking or encouraged the work that we were doing. And so I know initially I wondered how this, this um, cohort would, would work, the cohort model, um, with us living in different places. Um, however, we, we stuck to having a date and time that we always met. And so we it got to the point where we really counted on that time together because it was so important for us. And, um, and it, it was very valuable time where we could, we could share, we could um, share ideas, we could share challenges, we could um, just come together and pray together and be together supporting one another in this program. And so, but hearing the, the different um, work that others were doing in my cohort, I think for me, um, helped me to, to also see just the different work that, that is being done, the different ministries that are possible. And I think it, it pushed us all um, a little bit, a little bit more. What about the formative interactions and relationships with the other students? I mean, you, the context is one thing. Um, we've heard from other folks talking about the the general relationships they've had formed and shaped and have been sustained even after graduation. Yep. Uh, I would say that that that's holds true to me as well. Um, I have um, from, from seminary still kept many uh, friendships and relationships with individuals from the cohort, but even outside the cohort with those who were in my courses um, who um, I either um, did uh, did some some class work with or just really connected with when looking at um, the, the ministries and work that um, we were being called to do, and then the rest was 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 with us. And because I, I would say of those who were in my cohort, I don't know how the cohorts were were selected, but. Those who were my cohort were in the majority of my classes, and so we were able to, um, you know, connect in class, um, check in outside of class, even when we didn't have these scheduled meetings to check in with, with each other. And 
Um, and I still keep in touch with uh, many of the individuals who I connected with um, even now post-seminary. Uh, and so uh, we've attended um, each other's ordinations as well. And so it's, it has been a family dynamic. So what year did you graduate, Hoel? So I graduated last year, so okay. 2021. So it hasn't been that long, but since graduation, how has your education low rise program impacted what you're doing now? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I would say that the um, as as I finished the low res program, um, and I finished um, my studies and was ordained, I really wasn't sure what to expect. Um, and um, as I transitioned to my curacy at St. Francis in the field in Zionsville, um, I have, and you know, you don't know what you don't know, but I've jumped into ministry with um, a very strong foundation, um, with um the tools and the educational background that I was um, provided at CDSP. Um, I am leading adult formations and youth formation and outreach work. And um, I have, I have mentors, but, and they have been very helpful, but at the core of it, I have a, a very strong foundation from my seminary studies. Can you describe the impact, um, of your studies on you as a, as a leader, particularly as a leader since graduating from CDSP? Um, so I, I would say that um, since um, finishing seminary, I um, and finishing the program at CDSP, um, as I look at my impact as a leader in my church community, CDSP helped me to see ministry from a different lens, thinking outside of the four walls of the, of the church, thinking of uh, finding ways of connecting with others in the community and creating a welcoming environment, welcoming space for, for everyone. Um, and so seeing ministry from different lenses has um, been something that I wouldn't have. I don't think I would have uh, gone into ministry had I, with, with, with this new perspective, had I not been at CDSP, but the, the big takeaway is welcoming everyone and creating that welcoming space for, for all. So I am so glad that we have folks like you in Indianapolis, or at least in that part of, of our country. Thank you. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of work, but you know, the, as we get people, more people involved in the work, you know, it makes the, the work of, of everyone a little bit easier. Crossings Conversations is a co-production of Church Divinity School of the Pacific and Trinity Church Wall Street. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or share it with a colleague. You can learn more about the only Episcopal seminary on the West Coast and subscribe to Crossings Magazine at cdsp.edu.